What's up, witches? That's right. This is Katie Rose, straight up with a twist. And we just got through the Halloween spooky season. And I had a witches and warlocks party at my house. So the week after, five days after uh, the Halloween holiday, just to give people time with their families for the holiday, to do the trick-or-treating and all the good things. Uh, And so we had some potions and elixirs and... I was inspired by Sabrina, um, so the the TV show with Abigail, she was the daughter in uh, Mad Men. I'm really enjoying the show. I thought it was going to be more like a Disney Channel, like cheesy show, and it's actually pretty mature. Um, you kind of have to accept what it is because it does get very religious. It basically takes like religion and then twists it. So if you can accept that it is fantasy um, and, and not be offended by its uh, religion base of like the demon side of things, like uh, then you it's quite enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. So I kind of had a Sabrina vibe. I wore my blonde wig. I kind of miss being a blonde actually. Um, I wore the wig and was like, oh man, but I don't miss the maintenance. Being a blonde took so much maintenance and it's definitely damaging to your hair but I really had a great time I'm not normally like a a Halloween person and I guess I feel like the stress to come up with a costume is the reason why Halloween can be like frustrating or stressful for me and possibly other people they're like oh my gosh I don't want to go to the party because I couldn't think of a costume in time but with witches and warlocks I mean grab a hat and wear black you know what I mean so then it's not as as much stress um and I just I find it more sexy I guess like I just I really loved it and I went all out got all the decorations and you know now I'm like well we got to make this an annual thing now we got to do this every year I've got all the stuff so I'm gonna box it up for next year and and we'll come up with some more cool cocktails uh, so I definitely had um, some fun things like a nightshade drink and a witch's brew and a black magic and a practical magic drink uh, that I did. So I will definitely give you guys a cocktail today uh, that you can do at home. So I'm not normally a huge fan of the Halloween season, but I really enjoyed it this year. Uh, I, I feel like everybody's got a favorite holiday. Usually people pick Christmas, and I've always gone back and forth between Christmas and Thanksgiving. First of all, I'm a turkey baby. My birthday lands on Thanksgiving every seven years, and this year it is the day before Thanksgiving. And more often than not, it's not like I could have pool parties because it usually starts getting cold around that time. So I could never have like the fun summer gatherings. Um, and people are always away or with their families during my birthday. So it's always um, hard for me to like throw a bash and hope and I just cross my fingers that people can show up. Um, and this year, I you know, I usually do try to throw a party, um, but I think I'm just going to go to dinner this year. I'm just going to keep it low key, just going to keep it low key. Um, but I, I would say my favorite holiday is still Thanksgiving. And here's the reason. Because everybody is kind of like forced to pitch in like food wise and it's about family gathering, right? Whereas Christmas, I feel like people can make excuses to not get the family and then it kind of becomes about presents. Um, While I love the uh, spirit of it, like the decorations and the lights and the festivities, I still feel like Thanksgiving 
has more meaning and people will show up more often for that holiday. And it really is just about being with family and it's not about the presence. And, you know, I, I feel like people kind of take the extra step and it, maybe it's not as stressful. Hey, as long as you don't talk about politics at the Thanksgiving table, uh, it can usually be the most enjoyable. And maybe because it is around my birthday, then I feel good that like, hey, you know what? It's also a double celebration for myself. But I think Thanksgiving takes the cake for for me. Um, you know what, though, with the spooky season and and speaking about souls and and the dead and things like that, I you know just gotten to talking about these things and like you know we're watching the show and incantations and stuff like that. So of course, you know the afterlife gets brought up, and I'm talking to my husband, and I'm like, okay, well he was raised Baptist, I was raised Catholic. And he's, we're talking about it and I'm like, yeah, you know, like I'll pray to my aunt and stuff like that. And, you know, I miss her a lot and just like different things like that. And then all of a sudden, and I am telling you, I don't think other people knew this. Like I, I've been asking a lot of people and they're like, I didn't know that either. And there's so many differences in, in religions and like, they're all kind of based on the same thing, but then they're just different perspectives of the same word, you know, um, and, and so then you kind of ask yourself, like, well, then why? Which is why so many people become non-denominational these days, which I would definitely put myself in that box. But Baptists don't pray to the dead. And I'm like, what? Like, so wait a minute. And I literally, I just started crying. I wasn't even drunk or anything. I, I don't know, just because like I, I'm spiritual in a lot of ways and I, you know, I, I've talk to my aunt, you know, I'll, I'll pray to them. And I guess if you really break it down, they could pray through to God and about their, the dead, the deceased, but they don't actually like talk to them. I'm like, well, what do you do when you go to the graveyard then? I'm like, do you just stand there and stare at, above the body? And you're just like, cool. Like, cause obviously if you said you don't pray to the dead, then you're not like miss your mom, you know? And then he's like, well, I mean, I guess some people do that, but like, they, they're basically talking to themselves because they don't believe that you can reach them. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of sad. And I told my husband, I was like, well, I don't care what you say. When I die, I was like, you better talk to me. I was like, because then I'm moving on in heaven. I was like, I will find another man who will talk to me. You know, I kind of like the idea of it. And I know it's like you're praying through God to get to the dead is kind of like how I view it as a Catholic. But I just thought it was weird. I'm like, so wait, your loved one dies and you just don't talk to them. Like you don't, you don't pray to them. And I guess it's like, you're not praying to them as if they are a holier being, because I guess the rule is like, you can only pray to one God, but that's not what I mean. You know, it's like, I, I feel comfort in, in speaking to the dead because it, it makes you feel, you know, a bond. And I feel like I, if you believe in souls, I feel like, and, and you know, that we're blood related and all those things, I feel like that bond should be everlasting. Like, I don't know. What do you think? Like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I got really sad about it. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, you need to talk to me. I'm like, you don't, so when your mom dies, you're not going to like talk to her. He's like, no. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I'll just believe that when I die, I'll be reunited. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't know. Like, but that's a long time. It could be a long time, you know? So I, I like the comfort of being able to, you know, speak to your loved ones. Um, but I, I didn't know that. And it just, it was so different. And you start breaking down these things and you realize like how, you know, different 
differently people think. So I just found that interesting. And I, whichever way you go is fine with me. I'm, I'm very open to all aspects of religion, uh, which is still going to be a topic that I talk about um, at a later time. I, I'm almost thinking about having like a, a large group session um, so that we can get different uh, conversations going. Um, because I'm always open to hearing different perspectives and trying to understand where it's coming from. Because it's not about changing somebody's belief. It's just about trying to understand like where it's coming from and and why you feel that way. Um, so I do find find religion in those aspects very, very interesting. Um, but I am very spiritual is what I would say. So that's why I get emotional with it. It's part of that being empathic thing, like feeling other people and, and really attaching yourself to it. And, you know, that's why sometimes I, I will take things personally, you know, like even like throwing a party. It's like you don't know how many people are going to show up and you're just kind of like, you know, you, you it takes a lot. Like I love hosting parties, but it takes, first of all, a lot of money. Like we spent a pretty penny on this party, you know, and effort and just care and be, I love being a host and I, I like doing things for other people, especially because I don't have kids either. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's fun for me. And and I always hope that people appreciate what goes into it because when I go to people's houses, like usually before I leave, I'm like, I really appreciate your hospitality and like what you did because I, I know what it takes. Um, so always show your appreciation uh, for hosts. Uh, but I, I just truly love doing it. I, I love a good themed party. So I will be taking a little bit of a break during the holiday season and for my IVF journey. Um, And then I will come back in the new season. Um, But it just gives my uh, friends and followers time to share all of the episodes I've done in my first season. uh, And then we'll start again uh, in the new year. Uh, So everybody deserves a break at some time. And I want to make sure that I'm fully focused on everything that I'm doing and and uh, not stressing. And then I'll come back and report to you guys about how everything is going. Um, And there'll just be more things to talk about. Um, So just a short conversation today about code. So about girl code, about bro code. So how does that work in your brain? And I feel like people have different versions of this or understanding understandings of this. But I feel like in the general aspect, girls are so different about that over boys. Um, and, and I feel like, especially because I was raised with brothers and I've always gotten along better with, with boys, I kind of lean more to how guys react. But I've noticed that more, I will just say girly girls, uh, react differently. Um, in just from what I have seen. So I feel like boys forgive much easier, right? They kind of just like move on from things that happen and they don't, take it to their grave or take it as personally because I think they have an easier way of separating themselves from the situation where I feel like girls typically tend to be more, uh, maybe more emotional and, and attached to things. And it's fine uh, because I think it helps you learn who your friends are and who to trust and things like that. Uh, you know, but I, I do feel like for forgiveness on, on both sides is always healthier, even just for you, just to move on from things. For example, in my personal situations, I have fully had several girls in my life where I have been like, I am interested in this person. I am interested in this guy. Um, Maybe we've gone on a couple of dates. Uh, Maybe we've been talking, but it's been like slow moving. And then I... I used to trust my friends so much, I would introduce or go out to the bars, you know, especially when I was younger, and introduce the guy to girls, my friends, because I wanted them to like, 
tell me what they thought of the guy. And then I've had girls literally go after them or have sex with them (laughs) after I've been like, I am fully interested in this person. And I don't understand that. You know, uh, there has been a time where I completely was like, I am done with this person. I do not want to be friends with this person. You have fully betrayed me. And this is like during the process of going after the guy. I, I just, I can't understand like, I would never do that to another girl. Now, here's the thing. If I started like organically falling for somebody over a period of time, I would go to the friend and be like, hey, I need to tell you this. Like this happened and da 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 I wouldn't just like let stuff happen before having a conversation and going to the friend first if you actually care about that friendship. Um, but yeah, this has totally happened to me. Like I've literally like been like, oh, I like this guy. I want you to meet him. And then all of a sudden – boom, they're sleeping together. And I'm like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, I this was a mistake. I shouldn't have introduced another woman to the guy that I was interested in. Um, but then you know what? That falls on the guy too. And I have always been confident and strong, in, strong enough in the woman that I am that I'm like, bye. Like, good luck to the both of you, you know? And that's kind of the attitude I've had. Now, I also have forgiven people who have done this to me. I have been like, you know, time will heal all wounds. I move on. I understand that like they were just subscribing to their emotions and not considering me, which isn't nice. But typically if that person can tries to come back in my life and be my friend, I will be like, all right, let's let bygones be bygones, you know. Um, so I've also done that. But what I will not handle is when a girl completely disrespects, disregards my feelings, even if I bring it up to them and you think that you're really close with them um, and, and then f- and then fully like brag to you about like their rendezvous with the guy that you liked. You know what I mean? Um, I've also had introduced women to guys that I formally dated, um, which I have no problem with that at all. But that also can be awkward. I think some people still find in the girl code world, like how how could you possibly offer up your ex to another girl? I'm like, because they're my ex. I don't own them. I'm like, it's called life. It's called dating. And if anything, you should trust that I know this person and I think this person might be better for my friend. You know what I mean? Like I've actually had a girl, um, an old friend of mine who was like, that's just weird. And I was like, is it? I'm like, okay, well, what if I just wasn't in the picture and you guys just happened to meet? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like I I don't find any problem with that. Um, But yeah, I have had uh, friends betray me. I've had awkward moments where, uh, I'll, I'll go out to dinner with them. I'm like, who's who's the secret guy you're meeting up with? And they're like, um... And then they're like, it's your ex or the guy that you used to kind of date. And I'm like, oh, okay. Why didn't you tell me that before? Um, and, you know, like I said, it's a case-by-case situation. I, I, I appreciate girls that acknowledge it and then I can usually forgive them. Um, and that might be the more like boyish side of me that forgives them because some girls are like, hell no, we're done, never again. But it's the girls that make it like, I'm the bad person. Like, you shouldn't be upset. Like, I've had people like, you you, you shouldn't be mad that I'm dating your ex, da-da-da. But then they, I, well, the same, that same girl will turn around and be so pissed and trash talk and make people think bad of them, make people think that they're slutty for doing the same thing that they've done. And it's the hypocrisy that I, I cannot handle. I've firsthand witnessed, you know, girls being bashed by – by other women and they're doing the same thing. And I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. I've also had female acquaintances come up to me and claim their exes. Like they'll find out that I hooked up with them 
And they come to me and they're like, oh, yeah, you can't be with him because I used to date him. I'm like, wait, so you're not dating him anymore? I don't really know you that well. I don't know your history, but he said he was single. So mind your own business, you know, and people have this ownership. And I think that's unhealthy. Whereas when I spoke to my husband about this, he's like, yeah, bro code's a little different. He's like, you know, we now it's not okay. Like in the beginning stages, if it's like, yo, I'm definitely going after this girl. And then, it, you know, I guess it can be very like competitive if like another guy is also going after the same girl. But usually it's like once somebody makes the statement, then guys are like, okay, cool, hands off. And that's what you're supposed to do. And I know that like in certain situations that doesn't always happen. And it's like, you're kind of mad at that guy. You're like, bro, I told you I was, you know, pining after this girl and then you went and got her. Um, but then at the, in that moment, I guess you have to let go, right? The girl made her choice. But I think guys really let that stuff go quicker. Like they don't like hate each other for forever. It's like they're mad in the moment. And then like, as time goes by, it's like, ah, it's okay. You know, like we're still friends. Like they kind of don't even like think about it or relate that situation to the guy as much anymore. They kind of are, are more capable uh, of letting that go. Um, but I guess, I don't know, like bro code too with like cheating. Um, and and I, I, I feel like there definitely could be like a fight, right? I feel like guys could be more physical about it. Like they'll get in a fight, but then like once the fight is over, it's like, what are you going to do? It's like, you have to, you have to move on from it. But I do feel like guys are better about dating an ex. I think that they're like, yeah, I broke up with that person. So go for it. They're like, I don't care. Like I'm not with that person. I feel like they can kind of get over you know, the relationship a little bit easier, like, because they've detached themselves from it. And so they're like, yeah, whatever. She's fair game. Go for it. You know, where a girlfriend might be like, I, how dare you? I can't believe that you are dating my ex. It's like, well, you know, we don't own humans. We just don't. It can be, you know, hurtful, but that's really your journey to like take the time to move on from an ex and from the relationship, you know. Um, but I, I do think it's very respectful, though, if somebody does tell you. Um, like I, my very first boyfriend, he was in, uh, he's only a year older than me, maybe a year and a half. And he was in college while I was in high school. So I was kind of like hands off in high school. And I, there's a few guys that wanted to date me. And I was like, no, I'm dating a college guy. Like I was so cool or something. Um, but then we broke up because it just got too hard. He he started getting like embarrassed of me. Like it wasn't cool to date a high schooler, which is so funny because they're only a year apart, right? But like when you're younger, everything is like so much more dramatic. Like someone who's a year or two younger than you is like, whoa, they're like way younger. And like now we're older. I was like, my husband's six years older than me. It's like, at the, you know, the age gap just kind of like changes when you get older. And he would kind of like keep me a secret from like his friends because he thought it wasn't cool to date like a younger girl. Uh, but I do remember that we were on and off because of that. And I was like, okay, if you're not going to respect me, then I can't be with you anymore. And, you know, this is back in the day of like he like burnt me like a mixtape and, you know, like leave notes in my car and like come to my like leave notes at my door, like wait for me like after work or something like trying to get me back. And I found out that a girl that I grew up dancing with was seeing him and that was the my first experience with girl code and I was like what I'm like I, what and like she knew like this and they don't even live close to each other and so I, and I would tell her I'd come to dance and I would tell her about what's going on with my boyfriend and she didn't even know him I invited her to one Halloween party speaking of Halloween 
you know, when we were much younger, 17 years old, you know, and she met him once and like they became friends. Like, that's fine. Like, whatever. And I guess they must have exchanged numbers at some point. And I'm like, this is and he, I think he he was my boyfriend at the time. And I so I have no idea. And then like, you know, once I started going to dance and saying that we had problems, she was just lying to me every day at dance and not telling me that she was like meeting up with him. And she had a boyfriend that she also was on and off with. And I'm like, well, and so once I found out because my ex told me because he like wanted to make me jealous, which is stupid. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I was like, it was just my I literally like was jaw dropped. I was like, how do people just do this? this lying and hiding and, you know, cheating behind the back. And I was like, so, you know, I went up to her and I was just like, I mean, how would you like it if I did that with the guy that you've been on and off with and dating? And I just was like, you know what? I don't know him that well. And I also had only met her boyfriend once and I just started like hanging out with him. I was like, it's so mean and inconsiderate and and rude. You know, you're just completely disregarding my feelings. And I feel like people do that in a way that is, it's an insecurity. You know, when you really dive deep into it, it's like they're afraid of what you'll say, but they also like kind of want to follow the attention they're getting and the emotions that they're having with the person rather than thinking about like, how is this going to go down? How is this going to end? And what do you, I mean, we make, we make bad choices, but like clearly they cared more about their, you know, hormones than they cared about their friendships. And I think for me, friendship is more important than a boy. So, you know, I would rather, you know, someone come to me first and be like, look, I was approached by your ex and I kind of like him and I need to talk to you about it because I care about our friendship or something. That would have been a better approach than just like me finding out and being like, are you serious? Like, it's just so close to home. And it's also like, don't people have tact in like a waiting period? Could you just like wait until like I'm fully like broken up with this person? Like even tell – I feel like the boy would respect it too or vice versa. It's like if you say, look, I I get it but like, you know, you guys just broke up. Why don't we like give this some time and we could talk about like maybe dating in a couple months from now. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like it's really not tactful to, to just dive into something and not consider – you know, the friends that you have. Um, and, and I feel like that's, that's the reason why girls can be more like, I don't need that person in my life anymore. Moving on, that's toxic energy for me. That person never respected me to begin with. Um, where guys are just like, yeah, I'm not going to go that deep into it. Just like, whatever. Like, I don't need to be like your best bro, but like, you know, we can still be friends and talk and shoot the shit where girls, I think, will completely cut women off. Um, but anyways, just an interesting uh, a viewpoint and, and how the sexes are different and experiences can be different just from my experiences, of course. I'm sure there are many different levels of, of this kind of thing and I can get into cheating in another day. Um, you know, we are all capable of cheating, that is for sure. And uh, I, I really think that something that as I've gotten older, you know, that I've learned. And and I think I feel like I've always been this way, but I I do make sure that I'm thinking like, okay, well, if I do this, what are the consequences? And I think more people need to think about that. Um and think about who who you're hurting and what's involved, you know, before you you make those moves. You know, I've I've always said like Hey, you know what? In my relationships or my marriage, if you're about to cheat on me, just pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm done with you. I'm about to cheat on you. You know, I don't want to find out later. I don't want it to be a, oh, I hid this for a while and blah, 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 blah. Like, I just want to know, you know. Um, 
for me, you know, and then that way I can make the decisions that I need to make. Um, but I know it's hard. I know it's like there's always emotions involved and tension and the heat of the moment. And, and that's what happens, you know. It's, it's just having to make a conscious choice every single day with your partner and what you really want for yourself and what you really want from your friendships. Um, so with that said, I'm going to end with a quote. The vulnerability that honesty requires isn't something that everybody can handle. Lying allows people to be comfortable. And in the spirit of the spooky season, at my funeral, take the bouquet off my coffin and throw it into the crowd to see who's next. Enjoy your extra hour of living as this may be the last time we fall behind. Thanks for listening. This has been Katie Rose, served straight up with a twist.